Okay, so before part two of last week's episode starts, I just want to say, fuck Wall Street, fuck Robin Hood, and we're holding that motherfucking line. Um, if you know, you know. But for real, everything going on with Wall Street bets from Reddit, Robin Hood, and those billionaire hedge fund fucking guys, this is literally the perfect time for Wall Street reform. Grandpa Bernie at the Senate Budget Committee, two progressive allies of Senator Warren that are leading the CFPB and the SEC. And I honestly do feel this is a tipping point to see if our elected officials are actually working for us, the people, or they're just another corporate shill. So we will soon find this out. Um, But that is just my two cents. And now back to part two of last week's episode. Enjoy. Okay. Yeah. So... After you broke those off, you had time to reflect. And then what was part of like your process to figure out who you were again? Like, what did you do to get back to normal after that toxic relationship? Okay, like I said before, I had to like really look at myself and really call myself out for the things that I called him out, the things I picked up and learned behavior. So that was one. And then, of course, you're like all emo and shit. So... (laughs) I'm sitting there like, who am I now without him? Uh," And crying and shit for like weeks. But then you get to a point where that gets really old and it's just not fun anymore. So there's like that mourning process. Yeah. Like, okay. So you, I just kind of reflected like who I was before I met him. And I really liked who I was and I really like who I was becoming. But through this whole experience, there is a new side of me. Like there's this new way at looking things there's this new way at approaching people on any level of relationships friends family dating so i kind of just um went back into being reclusive is like my natural being is like being by myself you were cocooning i was cocooning to become the butterfly that i am today exactly so i did a lot of um Doing what I used to do before I was in this relationship was like going to the gym, um, studying like as a hobby, nutrition. Um, and then you said you learned a lot of new things about yourself. Like you, I know you had a huge affinity for plants. <laughs> as you look around. No. Yeah, that, yeah, I feel like you gained that. I've, yeah, I've. Well, I did call you a plant daddy. You did. In your um, intro. So I think, I think what happens is when someone depletes you with that kind of energy, for me specifically, I, I gain from nurturing other people. I mean, I guess that's kind of why I've went back to being a hairstylist. Like, I want you to look in the mirror and feel beautiful. I want you to know that I could help you out anyway on making yourself feel a little bit better at the beginning of the day. Mm-hmm. As soon as you wake up, you don't have to like do all of the tricks that I'm showing you in my chair. Mm -hmm. Maybe here's a product we'll build from there is the same way as recentering yourself. Like you kind of find out different tools to make you forget about this bad experience or Mm -hmm. make you move on. You're never going to forget it, but to move on Mm -hmm. is um, creating tools and plants were one of them because I nurturing them gave me a sense of calm. Yeah. You know, that's um, interesting. And it's like, they don't do shit. I mean, they, make air and stuff but like they just sit there (laughs) and like as long as they're not dying and losing leaves i'm like i'm doing such a good job yeah which is like um an affirmation in a way yeah like you're like i'm doing a good job you are doing a good job you're kicking ass yeah um life throws you curveballs you trip you fall but you get the fuck up and continue on this journey like that reminds me you know what i did after my divorce because i was with my ex-husband for a total of 10 years 
Too long. I'm just <laughs> Let me stop. <laughs> but what I did, like, I was like the same way. I'm like, what the fuck do I do now? You know, like, duh, I'm getting a divorce, but I need like an outlet. I need something to ha- go on. You need to be a person. So again. what I did, like, I made a list of a hundred things. It actually only turned out to be 78. But when I did the list, I ended up being, um, my goal was to do a hundred. So I told myself, I'm going to write a hundred things basically that I want to do before I die. Mm hmm. It didn't matter how much it cost, if time wasn't an issue, like it did not matter. There was no boundaries to these, to these basically like a huge bucket list. Mm -hmm. Like if I had all the money in the world, all the time in the world, everything I needed, these are the things that I would want to accomplish. So I did that. I wrote all this fucking weird shit down. Mm. It was so fun, actually. Because, you know, then you could start, like, manifesting and start dreaming a bigger, better picture for your life, Mm -hmm. you know, that you want. So what I did, I wrote down 100 things. And then I broke those into groups. So I had groups of basically goals of on my bucket list. Like, how long would it take me to do X, Y, Z? So one of the things was I wanted to become fluent in Japanese, right? Something like that would take me... Probably like five years, I feel maybe mm-hmm. five years. Um, I know like basics, but I think to be like fluent, where like having a full on conversation with a stranger or have, something, yeah, exactly. Right. Full on, com- like, would probably be like five years, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I had like other shit that I probably may not ever do. I think one of mine was was learn how to fly a plane, mm-hmm. you know. <clears throat> and then I even had easy ones like having the same pair of Birkenstocks for ten years. <laughs> I have had the same Birkenstocks. <laughs> Actually, no, those are my second pair of brown Birkenstocks. Um, anyways. <laughs> But um, another one that I wanted to do um, was, like, get my Ph.D. You know, that'll take, like, two, three years. Which you're currently working on right now. Yeah, exactly. And then I had another one, um, like, learn how to cook these foods, like a certain dish or whatever. I read, like, two, three books a year mm-hmm. or something. You know, just, like, anything. I'm trying to—I wish I had my list still. It's kind of like things that people gave their time to before we had smartphones. Yeah, exactly. Like- right? Exactly. <laughs> I So I fucking made a list of 100 things— and one of them, honestly, funny was like have my own talk show, which essentially like this is kind of like you a talk manifested, show, right? Isn't that wild? Yeah. And that's what I was doing. Like with the other day, I was thinking about my current relationship, and like I really manifested this. Like I just gave my energy to the wrong person. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And it's like basically like saying it to the universe, and like you're getting it back, but you don't. You're not grateful for it, so you don't realize that it's not the exact picture you had in your mind. So you don't realize you already got what you wanted Mm -hmm. you know however you said it to the universe like yeah i in my list of 100 things to do before i die i have a talk show but in my brain i was thinking like syndicated tv like oprah right you know like i'm not oprah by any means but essentially i just want the oprah money (laughs) i basically wanted to do some kind of show where i just talk shit right you know what i'm saying (laughs) Be like, I entertain myself. I have to, like, you know, share this with people because <laughs> I know it is very entertaining, actually. Oh, thanks, Boo. Um, but yeah, so I did this list and then I but there were some goals that were only going to be take me like three months. Like I wanted if this um, three month booty mm-hmm. king workout, like to grow your glutes, which fucking worked, by the way. And I did that. So, boom. Move over, Kim Kardashian. <laughs> we have Krista Carrier now. <laughs> I wish. No, actually, that's, her butt is huge it's beautiful but it wouldn't fit me oh you're tiny you're tiny (laughs) 
and I have no tits. Like <laughs> I look weird. But um so but yeah, that's what I did. And then I got, you know, I took I put all of my goals into time frames. I made them measurable, like on how long it would take me. So then I just pick goal like to make So my- even if it was like an outstanding goal, like say like I wanna hike the Himalayas. It was still on your goal, and you're like, I reach higher at this age. This could actually be reality then. Exactly, and then uh, the Himalayas, like, you would have to train for that. So essentially, I would have to start now, you know, if I... Let's do CrossFit. Uh, Maybe not CrossFit. I'll do something (laughs) else. (laughs) But anyway, but no, but that's what I was going to say. Your long-term goals, you break those down into smaller steps Mm -hmm. so that, like... I can so you have a bunch box. of mini goals leading up to these bigger goals. Bigger goals, and then I'm also completing my goals that won't take me long, like working out to at minimum two days a week. Right. Like if I can do that, like I consider that a goal that I completed. Mm-hmm. If I'm working out two days a week, you know, consistently, mm-hmm. or um, like um, I'm, you know, I'm really into yoga, but I can't do the splits. Like the straight out splits, like I can do like front and I can't do any of those. So you're doing <laughs> but, a lot better than me. But yeah, so that was one of my goals too. And so like, but you know, I got to stretch every day. I figured that'll give me like I need like six months to be able to do that, six right. months to a year or something. So you know, I just made all these different fucking things that I wanted to do before I die, and I just picked the easiest ones that I could finish faster. Mm-hmm. I started doing them, crossing off them off my list. Then when you get like that, you're like, fuck, I'm doing all this. I'm accomplishing shit. all these yeah. goals. Yeah. Then I start. I grabbed like one big goal and like made it a small goal. So like the getting my PhD, like I'm that's definitely going to take a long time, but I'm already like almost halfway through. I you think know what this I mean? is um, introducing our next topic on the show of mm-hmm. today's episode is you're still that person, regardless if you were married or became a mother, you you still have your own personal goals. Yeah. You still have your own. You, you have your own thing. thing that makes you sane. Yeah. Because I think that's a, a big issue among the mommy community. Yeah. As helpful as y'all are to each other, it's still kind of high schoolish. Like there's still a lot of judging like, oh, I would never do that. Does she not know she has kids? Worry about your own damn self. Yeah, no, seriously. Yeah, exactly. You start doing that as like self-care and then you're realizing like, oh, fuck, like I'm doing all this shit, you know, and then then you're recovering from the toxic relationship. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So like you, you became a plant daddy. Mm -hmm. You recognize to the toxic work environment. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You're doing hair again. You're doing things that you want to do. You cook these, like, amazing meals. Um, Follow me on IG if you want to look at meals. I don't share recipes because I just be winging it. (laughs) But you can never tell when you look. No, you cannot. You cannot. Oh, shit. You cannot tell at all. But, yeah, no, I think that's just, like, part of that recovery Mm -hmm. process of discovering who yourself as a person. So, and, like, not, I hate saying it this way, but, like, I get told a lot that I'm really confident. And I'm just, like, I think, uh, I I know what you mean, like, because I used to get that in high school a lot Mm -hmm. because I came out my senior year and was, like, fuck it. If you don't like me because of this one thing. Yeah, fuck off. You don't need to like me. Yeah. I'm just going to be who I'm going to be. And with Facebook and all that stuff, follow people that you have never followed if you didn't have social media. Yeah. And a lot of those people come from high school. And, you know, like I'll randomly get message or message them about something and then they will go, oh, my God, I admire you so much in high school. And in my head, I was like, I was so depressed during high school. Like, mm-hmm. I had, like, very awful, dark thoughts. And they would sit there and be like, but you were so loud and proud. Mm-hmm. And I think that was another thing that was toxic was society growing up. Yeah. 
especially on a military base. Yeah. Like being gay was worse than being a sissy girl. Like didn't tolerate that in the culture at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I had to shell myself. Well, I had like the don't ask, don't tell policy. Yeah. So time. I had to like beam out confidence to hide that I was very scared of who I was mm-hmm. for so many years. And I think I carried that on when I came out because at that time I had built up so much negativity on the inside that I had to project the total opposite of what that was. And I am glad that that's what, how people um, see me as, mm-hmm. but or you know, remember me as. But that still doesn't hide the fact that we're all human and then we all have our experiences that maybe we don't share with everybody and we are all struggling and regardless if it's because of a toxic relationship or is it part of like growing pains Mm -hmm. we're all still people at the end of the day yeah yeah no that's the same thing i think like people um i really hate saying it this way but like i don't really feel like i'm confident I just, like, have to get shit done. You know what I mean? Like... You're too busy to give into the energy that will make you other than that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I have to get shit done. Like, I'm a mom. I work full time. You know, like, I've got all these other things I'm doing. You're working to get your PhD. You're recording and editing a podcast. Yeah. Um, You're entertaining my random ass texts and TikToks (laughs) that I send you. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, I have to get all these things done and I think it comes off as confidence, but I feel it's just more like grit, like and perseverance. You know what I mean? No one knows what's happening to me in my personal life. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? When it comes to like my ex-husband or like what's happening at work, you know, you know what I mean? It's just one of those things. No one knows the emotions that are going inside of you on your daily life. Yeah, we totally got off topic because we were talking about what, who our, our lives before who we were. Oh, no, no, not really, because, like, we were always that person. We just had to discover them, the newly, like, after the toxic relationship. Right. There are new parts of you after the toxic relationships. Yes. Like, what I carried on, the recovery thing. Yeah. You get to a point where you do get back to yourself, but you're not the same person as before because you aren't. You're never going to be the person that you were yesterday. So... What you do, and this is one of those things where, like, I should be taking my own advice, which I don't always do all the time, Mm -hmm. like most of us. You know, I started getting back into my routines prior to this relationship. I started lifting three, four days a week. Um, Started cooking all my own meals. I started hanging out with friends again. Mm -hmm. Um, I discovered that "Mm, drinking is not my thing, even though through my whole 20s, like, it was one big blackout. But, like, I still found things out about myself like I wasn't in, I found the new me was not a heavy drinker I found the new me was capable of setting boundaries with everybody yeah boundaries because, are super important and that is definitely part of the self-care right recovery because I was part of that was part of the thing I was clearer for my boundaries but with the toxic person gaslighting they'll be like that's not a big deal that's not what's really happening you think this because yeah But now, like, if I set my boundaries with people in the first place, it's less chances that I let the toxic people into my circle, which is very important. And I think it gets easier as you get older because you really are just at a point where, like, I'm not trying to compare my life with anybody else's. I'm not trying to keep up with anybody else. Mm -hmm. Um, That is a source of unhappiness is when you look outside and not within. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, someone's always going to do better than you. Someone's always going to do worse than you. Someone's going to... You just got to be on your own path. Right. And keep looking forward. Blinders on. Blinders on. Yeah. What is it, 2021? (laughs) Like, 
that meme like I don't got time for toxic relationships. I don't got time for people telling me I can't eat this because I will. Again, about food. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. That's too funny. But no, I think, too, um, even with toxic relationships and um, everything like that, and then the recovery process, and then there's the self-care. So, like, the self-care is definitely something, like, part of the recovery process in that context. And I also think part of the recovery process is recognizing those traits and people that you have allowed in your life that entire mm-hmm. time or before and after. Yeah. Um, I think that's part of the recovery yeah. process to recognize those people. to see a pattern in, right. in your own life. Because yeah. at the end of the day, you're the person that's allowing these people into your circle. Yeah, exactly. That's so fucking true. But maybe we should have planned this episode a little more. Because <laughs> you were talking about the seven stages like of recovery and like, oh, yeah. like made it a thing. Oh, well, fuck it. But then, like I said, another part... You Google it. <laughs> um, I feel too a big thing is like being grateful for what you have. But you know, because we were talking about we have sometimes we get what we wanted, but it's not exactly the same as how you dreamed it. So therefore you end up taking it for granted. And then you take it for granted and you're not grateful for it. So like remember like the podcast thing, remember I talked about how on my to-do list, I also had to like open up uh, it, an izakaya type restaurant, Japanese restaurant with like all their favorite foods. Can we please? Yes. And I was going to call it Wanasaki. Because <laughs> I do want the sake with it also. And then like I, was, I wanted also to like, oh, it was so off topic. I wanted to open up my own uh, yoga studio. Like I don't want to teach yoga there. I just want my own yoga studio, if that makes sense. Like, I, yeah, I know. Like, you, I have a whole thing like for we were, a specific type when of we were, yoga When studio. we were in Honolulu, you want to be able to just walk up anytime and be like, all right, who's the instructor today? Someone I hired. Someone <laughs> like this class. But yeah, no, essentially. So um, there was like, you know, I told you I had like 75 things on that list. But anyway, um, one of the things was have a talk show. But while in my brain, I pictured me like as Oprah, you know, or like some like. Fat Oprah or skinny Oprah? <laughs> I'm not answering. <laughs> You know, I had this vision of being Oprah or like having like a talk show like The View. But in in essence, the podcast is essentially a talk show where I'm just like talking shit, talking about whatever, blase, blase. And Krista, this is only a few weeks in. You don't know what this is going to turn into. Uh, Yeah, I I love it. But um, but no, essentially. So then you have to like sit back, think about consciously think about what is happening in your life that you can be happy for. So I started doing that too. Uh-huh. I would write down what I was grateful for, like in my planner. Like big things, little things, or anything, just anything, anything that you like, thought down, you're like, I'm actually grateful for this. Yeah, and like, then you're like, naked Chick-fil-A nuggets make me feel healthy. Grateful. <laughs> no, but well, I, I, rem- I did what you do, big and small. So I was like, you know, sometimes when you like make coffee in the morning, you have that and you like mix all the mix the coffee and the creamer and the sugar and like whatever the fuck make it you the mix, way you like. Yeah, make it the way. But then like it's like the perfect cup. You're like, damn, I did that perfectly today. But you never measured anything. So you can't redo it. Right. But so like legitimately, I would write in my little planner. I'm like, I'm grateful I had the p- most perfect cup of coffee this morning. Mm. Like, I'm grateful that Lucy is super healthy. You just, like, think about no matter how big or how small. Oh, my God. And then you start seeing everything else that you should be grateful for. Like, it's like a fucking light beam. You know what I'm saying? But that's the thing about um, a lot of people's belief in the universe. You get what you put out. Mm -hmm. Like, you receive what you... That's true. So, if you're putting out, like, good vibes... You're gonna receive the good vibes. You're gonna receive the good vibes. And I try not to be bitter. This keyword, I try not to be. Mm -hmm. 
bitter about like this past relationship, but like, you know, I still have like PTSD, I guess. Mm -hmm. Like things will trigger me. Yeah, no, that happens. That happens. Shit, I do it. When I see like a movie and like the husband's like doing shitty things to the And you're yelling, you're like in the theater. Fuck you, you piece of shit. Yeah, fuck him. (laughs) (laughs) Like I get all in it. Then he gets hit by like a semi truck, and you're like, "That's what you get, bitch." <laughs> Just kidding. I don't wish for anybody's murder or die out loud, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so like you just become grateful for all these things, and then you just like you basically transform. I feel like that sounds right. stupid, but but it's, that's it's how what I it feel. is. Like, like because if I looked back at to where I was two years ago, mm-hmm. I am. I feel like I'm a complete, I'm the same person, but I've completely different. No, I remember this summer you moved back. We were at um, a water park. What is that called? Ocean Breeze. Ocean Breeze. Yes, Ocean Breeze. I was about to sing the old ass commercial. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all were about to sing along too if if you grew up in Virginia Beach. But um, I remember we were having such a great day and then we laid out by the wave pool and we started talking about life. Mm Mm-hmm. And you basically just came out to me like how lost you felt. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't believe I gave in so much time for this marriage when I knew before I even got married. Like my gut instinct told me this wasn't right. But we're more aligned looking at potential at the time. Mm-hmm. But you were actually like, this is the thing during that, during this memory. Like I've never seen Crystal or Crystal. <laughs> Who the fuck are you? <laughs> Krista. Fuck- Krista doesn't really like... Um, share like negative emotions like heavy shit yeah i feel I like normally don't normally i just try to keep everything i feel light, like and i, I want feel like everyone to be happy i was gonna say i feel like we're very militarized through our um upbringing that we swallow negative feelings that make other people uncomfortable yeah but you pretty much confined to me that day like how lost you felt and how uncertain life was and you started talking in a sense that was um, self-deprecating, which I've never witnessed you do mm-hmm. ever in my life. And this is another part about recovering is your support system. And mm-hmm. I'm glad that we were each other's support systems during this time. Because when you were in Hawaii, I would text you some shit. Yeah, I remember. Like, and, you would text me all the time and I'd be like, no, what you that happened. Like, I remember. Right. Yeah. But but she'd um, be like, but do what you need to do. Like, she yeah. wouldn't tell me what to do. She'd be like, she'd be like, that's justified feelings. But, you know, like, yeah, I whatever would, you I feel like you, you need facts. to do. I would give you the facts. I'd yeah. be like, the facts are this happened and this is how you feel. And that's what and I had. All to, of that is valid. Right. And that's what I had true. to do to you because I was out of that. I was freshly out of a similar relationship of how being treated. Uh-huh. I kind of like felt your pain. Mm-hmm. Like an empathetic way but like i said support system is very important and so i had to like look her in the face and remind her like bitch i use bitch as a term of endearment i yes, i tr- i'm, I'm trying not to use it so much but i would like for you i but, like when you call me bitch because i will say it to you because right. earlier because remember i texted you i was like bitch i right. went the wrong way i went through the fucking right. tunnel so i had <laughs> <laughs> so i had to remind her of the person that i saw that very day and i was like you're strong enough to sell all your shit in hawaii pack up get your daughter out of the situation move on the opposite side of the fucking continental united all states legally, by the way i did all of that this full legal process <laughs> It sounds like I kidnapped right, her. Right. But I'm saying like you did all that legally. So that's even more stress, more money, mm. more time. But you did it. And that feat in itself was to me like amazing. Like you got up from this relationship when this is what you and everybody else that knew you thought this was going to be your life. Mm-hmm. 
but you knew for yourself that this was not it. This was not it for you or your daughter. And then I had to like check you. But like basically she took time herself and was like, YOLO, I'm going to do what I want to do. Um, I'm going to date people. Well, I don't think you really dated too much. But I was, you know, I had a reminder of the bad bitch she really was. I was like, um, you got your master's degree. You're trying to get your PhD. Well, you're not trying to. You're actually actively yeah. working towards your PhD. Had, but this is before you, but this before, is before you yeah, enrolled. Before it. I enrolled yeah. And I was like, you know, I jokingly be like, well, then he has to call you Dr. Carrier. So <laughs> fuck that. Like make him call you that for the rest of your life. She went out and bought her own car. Oh, yeah, you came with me that day. I came with you. You did come with me that day. So, like, you know, like, perception's everything. You might get into this place where you get all depressant, but, like, if you have a strong support system, they'd be like, yeah, what you're feeling is valid, but let's not give it that energy and focus on what you went through and what you gained and what you are controlling and manifesting in your own life now. Because Yeah, definitely, like, sitting back, if, like, we were back at the pool, everything happening in my life right now, I would have never guessed was going to happen that day by the ocean breeze wave pool. That would have never, if you were like, what do you think is going to happen in two years? Or nothing in my life right now would have ever came out of my mouth that day. You get what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. But doesn't it kind of go with like, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger? But (laughs) I feel like I'm strong enough. So universe, don't try to kill me anymore until (laughs) it's my actual time to die. I went through too much. Stop fucking with me. No, I think that also too, um, the gratitude and the self-care I think also I wanted to bring this up because uh, it's the good milk. Like the self-care is super important, too, for parents. Oh, definitely. Or even people without fucking kids. I don't even know what I'm talking no, about. No, self-care no. Self-care is just important It's important. General. But I think with people with children, they forget that to put themselves first. Yes, you're because, absolutely correct. Because, like, you know, you have a lot of pressure raising this little human being that hopefully turns out right when they're adults. Yeah. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Blessed that I don't have that responsibility, but glad that I am, you know, here mm-hmm. witnessing and being part of Lucy's life. I see some moms that have like a whole day and it's all about their child. Like th- they need a nap this time. They need to watch this. They need to color in this coloring book at this time. That's interesting that like, you they say break that. Down the day according to their children's needs, totally not putting any focus on themselves. I think that's fascinating that you saw that and that you noticed that. Mm -hmm. Like you're like, well, what the fuck about you? Right. When when do you have time to even fucking pee? Yeah, you don't. It's interesting, <laughs> fascinating that you recognize that. But then, like, as a mom, I wouldn't have recognized that if I was going to look at another mom's, like, kind of schedule. Right. You would just be like, oh, damn, she organized. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> no, that I, I look at, I, I, I see organizations, but I'm like, I see so much stress just staring at this. Yeah. This is birth control. So I, <laughs> so I definitely think, like, self-care is super important for moms. Because, like, I mean, well, I think mothers to um, sometimes like we forget who we were before we were moms. Like essentially we're still the same person. We're just adding the mom duty on the list. Like we're just adding that to everything else, you know? So then with the self care, I know for me, my best self care is like, I'll go to yoga. I do like the podcasting. And then like literally like every once in a while, I'll like send Lucy to an overnight babysitter, like one or two nights. Or mm-hmm. I send her to her friend's house for the day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, and I get guilty about it, too. Like, I'm like, fuck, I, I shouldn't think, have to do that. Right. Like, I felt I feel guilty I'm sending my daughter away to take care of myself. I get 
so guilty. It's mom guilt. Right. But also from an outsider's respect, from an outsider's point of view, um, you should not feel guilty because that's doing your child a favor. Yeah. You're giving a sense of independence that you're not always going to be there at every moment, oh, every day. Right. Yeah. See, and, and I never actually even thought about it that way, which is very. And it's very. I mean, I, I'm not like a child specialist or anything. My sister is and we have conversations. But like, you know, that's very important is having your child build social um, characters. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is that what no, it's that called? makes sense. Like their social, own personality, social skills. Interactions. Yeah. They need their own social interaction. skills. Yeah. yeah. Like that helps them develop when you're not there to guide them every day because you already taught them the stuff at home, regardless of what ages they are. You know, like mm-hmm. a little bit of you has been imprinted in them and hopefully they carry that on, the best parts of you, yeah. on, into the world. They do have serious mom guilt over that. It's not like you keep her in the crate like I do Daisy when she's getting on my nerves. I'm like, all right, you need to go in the crate for like 10 minutes. You- Daisy's his dog, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just want to clarify because you never know. Okay. I crate my children. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. No, yeah. So definitely like the self-care, whatever your self-care is, you need your own separate space away by even if it like by it's yourself. like it's 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 the thing about stepping away from your current situation yeah and seeing what it's doing to you outside of that stressor outside of the noise that's all part of the self-care definitely mm-hmm. so i don't think anybody should feel selfish or like well it happens guilty. because i mean i'm a mom and i feel guilty for that right so i'm sure other moms feel that way too um because i know sometimes i feel guilty because i'll talk to other moms they're like they'll ask like whoa what are you doing this weekend i'm like oh i'm gonna go out and here and here and they're like oh is lucy coming in and I'm like oh no she'll be at a babysitter she's staying the night and then and then they judge you I feel judged sometimes they're like oh my god I could never leave my child overnight at somebody else's house and I'm like well it's my fucking cousin so I mean whatever but like I did feel judged like it was almost like a negging yeah yeah so um uh, kind of like it must be nice yeah is that a negging yeah, thing ki- kind of yeah like cause it's like a compliment like you're lucky yeah but then like it's like a backhanded one because it's like you're- cause the bitch is jealous yeah exactly okay so now I think it's kind of a good time to take a little break to hear from our sponsor Anchor and now back to the show thank you so what do you do for I think we talked about this before we talked about self care before like you and me like what you do for self care because I told you when the, um, I told I forgot what we were talking about but I had texted you and you're like and we we're talking about something and then you were like yeah self care I'm gonna go eat go to this restaurant or something what did you say do you remember you were like I eat by myself I oh I have no shame about going to a restaurant by myself if I have a craving oh I yeah really I'm like to. that too I don't care like, I'll go to a restaurant by myself I don't give a fuck Regardless of um, in my like my fitness phase or as I am now, I'm always fat on the inside. Yeah, for real. I'm Same. Fat kid forever. I think it shows that it's not it, fuck showing. First of all, excuse me for saying it shows. I think it um, for yourself, like if you're able to go out by yourself, that shows yourself yeah. that you're not dependent on other people's company at all times. Yeah. Like, I don't need someone next to me to eat a meal. Like, what if we were out in the wild and shit? What am I going to do? Run across the goddamn Serengeti for a friend and be like, oh, my God, let's go hunt down McDonald's right now. No. <laughs> if I'm hungry, I'm going to eat. I'm not going to wait on nobody. Yeah. No, it's the same thing. Because you And you told me you were too. Like, yeah, this is like my, kind of like one of my self-cares is to yeah. go eat by myself. Just like, because, you, know, you, you know, you're in an industry where you're always around people and then you live with your partner so, like, you and need yeah. that solitude sometimes. Yeah, and I, I really do. Some people take it personally, but I really do appreciate my personal time. Same, me too. Because, like, 
Me too. I'm not, I'm an introvert to a degree, but like, I don't like calling myself an introvert because like my friends would be like, no, he's like outgoing and shit. Yeah. Which I am. But like, there's an energy level where like, it depletes very quickly. Like, I feel like sometimes when I'm, sometimes when that energy like runs out while I'm out, it's like now I'm faking it. Like, yeah, now I'm putting on an act and that's exhausting. Yeah. And same thing too with like the toxic relationships. I wanted to bring it back a little bit. Like in those relationships, I feel like whether it's like spouse, uh, partner, any kind of work or uh, friendship you feel exhausted after being with that person yes, yeah you feel exhausted like depleted and you're like what the fuck mm-hmm. you know because it's not normal for you energy suckers yeah like an energy vampire, vampire. Yeah. yeah so when um i'm like an energy unicorn <laughs> <laughs> you like a uh, fart glitter right yeah i do actually <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you, you were like about to go in depth into like some other topic. I and was. I was here for it. <laughs> Maybe on like an NC-17 version. Right. But um, no, the, the eating out, you know, because you want that solitude. I'm the same way too. Sometimes like when I bring my, um, when I bring Lucy to your mom's house mm-hmm. for the, for the night or for the weekend or whatever. It's for you to go out to the bars and drink by yourself. <laughs> no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. Sometimes. This is actually your intervention. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh shit no like your mom will be like oh what are you gonna do are you doing anything fun what's going on and i'm like and you're like bitch i'm gonna take a nap yeah i was like honestly auntie i really just want to sleep in i just want to sleep in i want to wake up and not have to do anything not have a toddler in your face like feed me yeah are you awake like super like one centimeter from my nose i wish my dog spoke english so i could be like daisy not acceptable go be somewhere else besides my face at nine o'clock in the morning yeah no but that's the same thing i like i she was like really i'm like yeah auntie i was like honestly i just want to sleep in and not have to do anything and she was like she's like that's a good idea Mm -hmm. so and then my mom's like good because i probably won't give you lucy back you need to sleep more <laughs> i know right um but you know what i when you were talking about going out to eat that made me think of this one time do you bitch do you fucking remember we went to go have those half off prime ribs at that one restaurant in hilltop butcher son butcher son yeah you, yes me and shane fucking went to butcher son because on wednesdays they have half off prime ribs so you get a prime rib for like 15 dollars. not sure if they still do that but um, literally at the end of the date. The date? Oh, we were on a date. <laughs> I okay. do my bad. Well, this I is am it. pretty romantic. <laughs> especially with how much, especially how with how much I was drinking during that dinner. <laughs> at the end of the dinner, um, the guy is like, I he asked like, "Are you guys separate?" And I was like, "Yeah, separate." And then Shane literally gets up and yells, this is the worst Tinder date ever. (laughs) And everybody looks. And I'm like, holy fuck, that did just not happen. And then you walked away. And I'm like, this fucking bitch. (laughs) Do you remember this? Um, I live clearly to entertain myself, obviously. No, I I was so embarrassed, but I literally thought that was like the funniest shit ever. Oh my god, it was too fucking funny. Um, I don't know why I said date. We go on. Dates. I think it was because it was that you said because I was thinking of what you did say, and I think that's why it came out because you mm. were like, "This is the worst Tinder date ever." Right. 
But, um, but we do go on like dates. Like we Yeah, we would have like date night, like, like your birthday meal, like shit. Oh, that was yeah. a good date. That was so fun. I'm really glad you do that. Because well normally I don't really celebrate my birthday. And Shane was like, Well, you gotta eat anyway, so come on. So that was really cool. Remember when I drove to you? In Florida. I was in Palm Springs or something. Yeah, and I lived in get near Gainesville and I drove literally like four or five hours to come see you for on my birthday. On just birthday. to have dinner. Just to have, we, we had dinner, dinner and they turned back around. Yeah. That was really cool yeah that was sweet i was like man shane's way closer i was like i have to fucking go mm-hmm. that was after she Jenna. went back to okinawa she went back to okinawa um that and then you actually drove with me to florida before remember when we when i first moved here and we had to go pick up lucy, lucy from her grandma and you drove with me yeah. and you slept the whole fucking time I, you said to go with you you didn't say i had to like <laughs> be a circus monkey i was tired being yeah, in a car that I, long I, is exhausting. I, not once did he fucking offer to drive. I'm just going to say that. Not once. The most horrible. See, and that's the thing about toxic relationships is you're at fault too. If you don't set those boundaries and be like, hey, I need you to drive too. I would have been like, okay. No, I, I didn't really care. I didn't really care. It was totally fine. No, we were like, but when I, I was, was awake, hilarious. it was fine. No, yeah. I thought it was hilarious, though, that like you literally slept half the time. But I don't know. It is a super long drive. It was like 12 yeah. hours. But um, but when you were awake, it was super fun. I was just really sad that you left me to go sleep. Like, you didn't, well, didn't leave right. me, but you like, you know, you I was went like, to sleep. I was like, if someone would have gave me like half an Adderall, I would have been awake the whole time. <laughs> Not that I condone, like, illegal drug use, but... I wanted to ask you, because you had mentioned that you met um, your significant other, your partner, on a dating app. Do you have any, like, dating app horror stories or notable mentions or that you want to talk about? Sometimes those encounters on the dating apps are just, like, too good to be true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I had a horrific experience. This is, like, be prior to dating apps. This is, like, MySpace times. And this is actually really fucked up. It was one of my very first dates coming out of high school with a man. Um, well, I guess we remember both graduated high school. But um, we had been friends on MySpace for a while, but, like, I don't... I had so many MySpace friends, like, quote-unquote friends. Like, I had so many people on my friends list. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really focus on them. One day we, like... Um, Posted those little bulletins. You know those bulletins on MySpace where, like, you would do, like, a personality test mm-hmm. or something? Well, he did a questionnaire, and I, like, commented on it. And he was like, hey, you want to hang out? So we went out to um, MacArthur Mall, and we sat down by the fountain and, you know, had a conversation over some Starbucks, I think. Yeah, it was Starbucks. And something from upstairs the balcony, wet hit us. And we looked, and we're like, that couldn't have been the fountain. Somebody spat on us <gasps> from the second floor. And I was, like, horrified. Like, I didn't go on a date, I don't think, ever again until, like... Oh, my gosh. Almost in my 30s. Like, I was horrified of the world being open and pursuing someone. Like, because that, like, you, it was lucky it was just a spit. But you never know, like, yeah, if we were, like, walking I'm out into... I'm speechless right now because I totally had a different... I, you thought it was going to be funny. I, I thought it was going to be too. funny, but I'm just like, that's like so traumatizing. But this is the one that always sticks out. And like, it's. And it wasn't even with the person you were on a date on. It was. Bald. It was people we didn't even know. It was people witnessing two guys on a date and, you know, canoodling. Wow. And we were so young. I don't that even. It makes me so sad. I think I was like 21, 22 at the time. I don't even. I was real young. But like, that's the one story that sticks out in my mind because it was so traumatizing to me. Yeah. No, it sounds and like. Like, extremely traumatizing and when i talk about it it almost to this day like unbelievable like that would happen to me yeah because you know you think about it it's like fucking 20 like the year 2000 era yeah you know like you 
hope, hope you would be hopeful that that wasn't an issue. But I mean, this past year has been crazy in mm-hmm. like that kind of political, social environment. Anyway, I could share yeah. another. I could share another dating story that's a little bit more lighthearted, so yeah. you could edit this out. <laughs> okay. Okay. Wait, but we need to talk about this, like on another I'll, episode. I'm gonna maybe? actually leave that in there, but I'm gonna talk. But if stoked. you want to put something less heavy in the edit, I can okay. share another story. No, no, I like that story because okay. I think that does talk about your personal struggles that you've had growing up mm-hmm. and being a queer man of color. So they spat on you because essentially it was you were two gay men on a date. Yeah. What happened? Like, fuck. All we saw is we looked up and they were leaning over the So they saw you. They they made sure they knew. They they, They wanted you to know it was them. Yeah. Like, we looked up and they were, like, over the railing staring at us. And as soon as we made eye contact, they booked it. They ran. Jesus. And it was, like, some fucking teenagers, but whatever. That's why y'all are not allowed in the mall. By yourselves until you're 18. That is true. Because you don't know how to act. Yeah. Learn how to act. Just kidding. Um, and I, that's completely fascinating that you brought that specific moment up. Cause in my brain, I'm just thinking of like the date that the app date being like a notable mention, whether mm-hmm. it was like a bad, good, funny, or like some kind of, um, uh, that you remember, yeah, person, not yeah. like an outside person, but you know, that's something that I never, like, I've never really wor- had to think about. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did have a date with some guy that made me be like, this app thing is bullshit, right? He said that? No, Are it you, made me oh, feel made that you, way oh, after oh, the date. Oh, okay. You said that after the date. What happened? Because we went, I don't, oh my God, how many, this was a few years ago. I don't know if it was Tinder or one of the gay dating apps, but like I spoke to this dude for a couple days because I don't really go meet up with strangers. That's just not my thing. You know. So I'll message back and forth and if it's been like a week or so and I feel comfortable with the conversation, maybe I'll meet up publicly, which I did at this point in time. We went to go watch a movie. We were standing in line and I was like, are you going to get any popcorn or anything? And he's like, oh, I'm seeing what you're going to get. I order a popcorn and a soda. He grabs another straw. Obviously, I wasn't really into this too like, yeah. to begin with, but I was giving it a chance. Yeah. I didn't want to be attracted to him, basically. Yeah. I already set my mind, but I was trying to Why make myself you- feel better and be like, oh, I'm going to give it a chance. Yeah. When I already made my mind up, which is stupid. Yeah, that was your first good instinct. So we go watch the movie, and we watch the movie. We walk out the theater and really didn't hold hands or anything, Mm -hmm. which to me is like, okay, if I can't, like, get comfortable in the dark with you, even if it is a first date, there's usually some sort of touching to make sure that maybe there's some kind of attraction. Mm -hmm. We are outside the theater, and he, like, goes in for a kiss after all this. Interesting. It was the flattest kiss ever. It was like... Was it like a TV kiss? Like, have you ever noticed sometimes? On, like, like, you know, like if you prime time, if you go to YouTube and you see like awkward kisses, like search that. <laughs> that's what it was. Like, I'm, never, I'm gonna go look that up. Like, awkward kisses. Awkward kissing. Like, that's what I watch a lot of YouTube. But like, <laughs> I, I it made me feel like I was part of that. Like, it was like open mouth. Like, I felt his eyes open and shit. Like, <laughs> and like you didn't touch me the entire time you're in a the theater and you wanted to kiss me. Like, in my head, I was like, this doesn't make sense. Like, this dating app shit, not for me. Like, yeah. these people are, like, are dense. Yeah. No, I totally get I'm it. sure he's a very smart person, but, like, I never I never gave you a chance. Yeah. But, yeah, the open, the, the open mouth kissing and the staring at me with your open eyes, it was... But then you had to have had your eyes open to see his eyes open. I mean, I opened my eyes because I was like, what the fuck is this? Oh, because you could feel him looking right, at you. Like, and you. So, you so guys I'm, are that close so your eyes... I'm, so, I'm like... <laughs> I'm like going to the mic as if this is the person with like 
I'm like, like, like <laughs> I, you backed up. I felt like my, my brow bone go down, like in disapproval. <laughs> like I looked at him like, what are you doing? Oh shit. That's so fucking funny. Oh fuck. Oh my goodness. I don't know. Did you have any other random stories about us that you want to share? Cause I shared my favorite ones. Oh my gosh. Thanksgiving macaroni and cheese. Oh my God. Yeah. I do love that memory. So one year for Thanksgiving. My dad will not, like, every Thanksgiving he'll mention it. But Does he? He will say, well, I think my sister said something and now he can't let it go. <laughs> so one Thanksgiving, like, I think all the moms were gone. All the aunties were gone. They were in the Philippines, They yeah. were in the Philippines. So it was, like, just the dads and, like, the kids, like, trying to figure out how to do Thanksgiving together. So I was like, oh, I'll make mac and cheese. So I make mac and cheese. But then I thought it'd be fucking hilarious if I bought macaroni noodles that were in the shape of dicks so i made the dick macro dick noodle macaroni and cheese thinking it'd be fucking hilarious at dinner time no one fucking noticed i i, I didn't say shit to, i was so disappointed that no one said shit and she was sitting was like so on the parameter sad. i was literally waiting for like, someone to be like out in the corner like you know out in the corner just staring at the casserole dish waiting for someone to dig in so she could bust out and laugh yeah or someone, sh- or someone asked like are these dicks right <laughs> but my family is not really into details <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody noticed. And then I posted something on Facebook, but like a long time ago, about how I made a dick macaroni that day and no one noticed. And then I think your dad commented, like, he's like, oh, I was wondering why they look different. <laughs> he's like, I honestly thought they were trees. Yes, dad. <laughs> so it was like such a dad response. I love it. Oh, that is a good one. I totally forgot about that because I was so sad that no one noticed. Because we totally were like geeking out up until the point where we realized no one gave a shit. Yeah, like like everyone's getting a piece of macaroni and me and Shane are looking at each other like someone's going to notice soon. Right. Someone's going to notice. So we're watching watching our family eat and we're like. And nobody fucking noticed. I was so sad. Oh, my God. Oh, good times. Good times. Was it with you that we went to Shuckers on Shore Drive and I ordered like we were real, real drunk. This was like late into the night at like 10 o'clock. That's late for me. (laughs) (laughs) And we were sitting at the bar. This is pre-COVID, obviously. We're sitting at the bar and I ordered like two orders of French fries, but one plate because I thought I was like, cool. Was that you? No, not that I remember anyway. But I do remember the time we went to CP Shuckers and you got so drunk and you ran away from me and I couldn't find you. Oh, that's you have a lot of those stories. Yeah. No, you were notorious for that. Like me and Shane would go out and then like he would get so drunk, he would disappear. Like, thank God nothing ever happened to him. But he would literally just like run away. I don't. And you ended up home. Oh, I found our story to share. Oh, what's the story? Pride. Oh my god. So I might have mentioned to Krista and the friends at the time that I really never experienced pride because I always worked weekends because I was either in the food industry or hairstyling. So I always worked Saturdays when these events happened. Um, I happened to take off, which I really don't do, but I took off or maybe I wasn't even working at that time. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) My life's a mess. So I happened to have that weekend off. Oh, no, I did take off because I remember I was working at the Italian restaurant, one of them. Um, So I took the weekend off for Pride at the beach. So we don't particularly have like a Pride week in the city. All of Hampton Roads pretty much participates in it. And throughout the week, it's in different cities. And, you know, gay, LGBT, all the letters, the Alphabet Mafia (laughs) um, will have 
different events throughout the week. And one of them was at the oceanfront and you and our friends were like, we're down to go Shane, let's do it. So we started at one end of the beach and made stops to the street that they were holding this pride mm-hmm. event. And at every stop, we would drink. We started at Harpoons. Yeah, I think we started We started at Harpoons. What time was it? It was pretty early it in the day. It was early. It, it was, was like 11. Early. It was like yeah. maybe lunchtime. We, it was lunchtime, and then we were all together all day until the night, because you left yeah. me at night. I'm going to get to that part okay. of the story. <laughs> so we started at Harpoons. Yeah. So a couple of us that were out started with rum runners i finished mine and i think another friend orders around a shots mm-hmm. this is like 11 maybe yeah. noon time um the bartender clears my empty rum runner um if you don't know what a rum runner is it pretty much has like 151 in the straw so you get like a little bit of like super strong booze along with the rum that's already yeah. in so the bartender clears my drink and this is totally all the blame on krista right now <laughs> rum runner is taken away he goes you know that you want another one krista but without a beat goes, yes, he wants another one. And I look at this bitch, I'm like, do you know what's in this? <laughs> and I oh. actually didn't. I had no idea. <laughs> so I'm like, so I'm like, fuck it. It's already ordered and made. I'll just try to, um, I'll just try to, what is it called when you drink slowly? I'll just try to drink slowly through the day. Yeah. Nah, not with these friends. <laughs> So we finish, close out, um, a friend orders another round of Jameson, and then we go across the street to the Shuckers at the Oceanfront mm-hmm. and have, like, drinks there. Yeah. Um, we have bird scooters, so after we have oh, our drinks there, yeah. we all get I on bird scooters, which don't do, guys, or, or do, just don't get caught, because we didn't get caught, thank God. But don't be riding down the fucking street with cars and drunkenly be on bird scooters. Yeah, no, Not yeah. wise. <laughs> so we are taking bird scooters and stopping at other bars and having drinks. So by the time we actually get to the event, I'm pretty, like, I'm pretty toasted. Like, I probably shouldn't be walking around in the sun. Um, we wait in line for drink tickets because you have to buy drink tickets to get the drinks. So there's a line to get the tickets and then a line to get the drinks. So we're all standing in line, and I literally am so drunk. I just give my all of my cash to this person. And I'm like, give me drink tickets. And I just reach into my pocket, fistful of cash, don't know how much it is, drink tickets, drunk. Go to the line to get drinks. I think I give my drink tickets out because I admit to myself that I'm really, really drunk and I don't need to be drinking anymore. Next thing I know, I'm up against the stage, like yes. throwing my arms. And then one of our um, other friends ended up on, on the stage, stage and videotaping you at the front like it was the most craziest fun most coolest experience I've ever had it was so cool I'm so Mm -hmm. glad we went and then at that point on I'm blacked out (laughs) so I wake up I'm blacked out I don't remember leaving no you didn't leave then we went back to Shuckers. Don't remember that. We went back to Shuckers. Most of the friend our friends had left. There was only like a couple people, and then we adopted one. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know where this other person came from, but he showed up and like along our bar crawl. Yeah, from our bar crawl, and he was like had been hanging out with us for a while, and then all of a sudden, um, we're all talking, and then at the bar, and then I look around, and you're gone. So where what where did you wake up? <laughs> We've actually uh, never talked about this, so because this is such a common really? thing that Shan- uh, Shannon that Shane does. All right, Crystal, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is such a common thing that Shane does that 
but he's always safe. So like, duh, after the first couple of times, like that, I was like worried and found out he was safe. And all of his other friends were like, no, this is super common. He does this all the time. So it was like, I couldn't find him. I'm like, fuck, he ran off again, which is actually really dangerous. And I'm glad you haven't done that in a very long time. I don't drink like that anymore yeah. because of dumb things. <laughs> but um, where'd you wake up? Yeah, <laughs> we've never talked about this. I've never asked you because I was like, okay. I woke up down the street in the sand, like right where the water was crashing onto the shore. I woke up, my bottom half was wet. So I'm guessing that like I was kind of in the ocean. I don't know, blacked out, like walking in the shore, waiting because I've done that before with people because that's what you do when you grow up at the beach. Yeah. But, um, but, um, I remember waking up and going like, oh shit, where's my phone? I'm walking up and down the shore yelling out, hey Siri, hey Siri, hoping my phone would respond to me. It doesn't. So I give up. I walk back to like 20th Street where I parked my car at my friend's house. Uh And I guess my plan was to get in my car and fall asleep in it. That makes sense. Yeah. Just make sure you, like, throw but, the keys. But my friend who happened to be outside drinking wine and smoking a cigarette, and she's like, uh, Shane, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm just trying to get in my car. And she's like, how about you come inside and hang out for a little bit? I have wine. And I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. And this is when you, after you woke up. Right. And I guess, um, oh, she was like, so where's your phone? And I'm like, I don't know. Call Krista. Let her know that I'm safe. And she's like, but I don't have her phone number. And I'm like, I don't either. <laughs> So I was like, I don't know what to do. Do you have Facebook? We, I, think, I actually do remember this part. I think yeah. we, I remember I think we, this random person fa- uh, Facebook messaged me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember this part. And you're sitting there on the phone like, I have your phone. You gave it to me. And That's then you ran right. off. You and I'm like, did. I totally forgot about that. Yes, yes, yes. So we t- I talked about it after the fact. Oh, yeah. Okay. I remember now. I remember. That was, uh, yeah, you did give it to me. Mm-hmm. So that was the worst hangover in my life. Because I had it in my purse. Shattered into pieces. Probably, I probably like broke it and was like, I can't break it anymore. Here, Krista, you're more responsible than me. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I remember that because when I was telling our other friends, I'm like, Shane, I don't know where he went. I was like, he does this a lot. But they were like, call him. I'm like, no, I have his phone. Like, fuck. I do actually remember this now. That is too funny. But you're safe and sound now. But this has been so good. So this was definitely a two-parter because it's both one hour long. Oh, my goodness. But I'm excited. This is so good. I can't wait to edit it. Is this going to be the first two-parter? Yes. Oh, my God. I feel so honored. (laughs) I hope you guys enjoyed it. Yes, yes, yes. So thank you, Shane, for coming on. Um, if you plug your salon and your um, Instagram. Handle. All right. I have two Instagrams. I have a personal page. Um, that's going to be in Shane in my brain. I-N-S-H-A-N-E-I-N-M-Y brain. <laughs> Google it if you can't spell it. And then my professional account, which is still building because I. You just made it. I yesterday. just I just made it yesterday. <laughs> Is hair by Shane Michael, all one word. Is Michael A-E or E-A? A-E. Google it. I'm just kidding. Let me stop. <laughs> Go- you didn't Google me yet? <laughs> you didn't Google me yet? Do you know who I am? Um. Yes, yes. So follow Shane. He will also be at the Xanadu Hair Salon in Chesapeake. Great Bridge area off of um Battlefield, South Battlefield. Google it. Really Google it. I, I mean, I can Google it. My phone's in my hand, but you're capable too. I believe in you. <laughs> you're a strong, independent woman or man. All right. Follow The Good Milf on Instagram at The Good Milf, all one word. And also, if, if you want to follow me at Insta.Krista. Don't forget to subscribe on any uh, platform that you listen to your podcasting. And if you can rate and review The Good Milf, please do so. Did you know Spotify, you can't rate things? I had no idea. Oh I think gosh. it might just be Apple. 
then maybe Amazon. Uh, I don't know what any of this means, but okay. Oh, okay. I, I, <laughs> what did I rate you guys on? What app? Yeah, you rated Podcasts? us on um, Apple Podcasts. Okay. Yeah. Um, so thanks again, everyone. See you next week. Bye. Bye.